bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Welcome to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I'm Bailey Coleman in for Dr. Ken who is out on assignment. Oh, we got a lot to talk about today. Third anniversary this week of George Floyd's passing. We energies. What's going on there? Juneteenth is coming. You excited about that? Lots to talk about today. But I think I want to I want to kick things off with the passing of George Floyd. This is the third anniversary. So this is that anniversary where if you're in a marriage, if you're in a relationship, if you're, you know, if this is your third year at your job, that you kind of take stock of where everything is at. Three years is uh, not a long time, short time. But three years is when you kind of take stock of everything, figure out, okay, is this where uh, I want to be? Is this, are things going the way I want them to go and sort of where are we now? Well, to know where we are now, we have to kind of think about where we were in the beginning with this whole thing, right? When three years ago, we were definitely in the pandemic, right? Three years ago, we were like in the midst of a whole situation when it came to the pandemic. I remember that to be outside was like, wow. Meanwhile, I was still going back and forth to work. But most people, that's when they started being at home all the time. Not going to work, 
working from home. It was a whole new situation. Remember the whole, uh, that's when the whole uh, video thing came, Teams, Zoom, all of that. I remember my family, we did a Zoom Easter, you know, where we were all, you know, everybody was at their home, but everybody was, you know, on Zoom separately at home having Easter you know, at their individual homes instead of everybody all together because a little kid, remember, little kids weren't really at that point affected by COVID, but you could get it from them, right? And that was the whole, everybody was freaking out about that. Everybody, I remember just before COVID started, my son Kendall and I were out at the outlets in Pleasant Prairie, and my sister's on. My sister just calls me out of the blue while we're out there shopping, and she's like, "You need to go home." And I was like, "Why?" Because there's a pandemic going on. There's a pan. They said it was a pandemic. I was like, "Pandemic? What? What's that?" You know. I mean, I was I was tripping. She was like, I, "We were looking at some pants for Kendall or whatever, and picking them up and looking." And he was trying on. Don't try on anything. It could be anything. It could it could jump off of the pants. You never know after somebody touches something how long it'll last. And when you get stuff home, you got to spray it. Rhea, you remember spraying? You could spray. You, you do. You sprayed your food, your clothes. You had to have. You had to have Lysol. If you didn't have Lysol to spray your stuff, you know, what were you doing? But I remember being out at, at the outlets and my sister telling me we needed to hurry and go home. And uh, do we have a mask? Do we have anything to cover our face? I was like, mask? What's that? What's, what are you talking about? I just thought it was all ridiculous until, you know, but I, I said, okay, well, you know, we're going to go home. We bought the pants or whatever. And then, you know, we went home and we talked about it. And then we saw the news and it was all craziness. It was all hysteria because nobody knew how you could get it. But people were getting it left and right. It was like bananas. But then, of course, everybody started staying home. You would go outside and... You know, for me, I was I would go to work or whatever, or you would go to the grocery store. I remember standing in Woodman's and there was this crazy long line all the way outside the perimeter of the store. You could only get certain things, right? You could only get uh, a couple of cans of this. You could only get so much toilet paper. And why was toilet paper so outrageous? I mean, the price of toilet paper was ridiculous and I mean I really didn't know you know what what was gonna happen I was going out of town had a couple rolls of toilet paper left was like what do I do with this I mean I can't you know luckily I won't be here for a few days but when I get back will there ever be any more toilet paper on the shelves I remember going through what Walmart or something they had no Toilet paper. None. It was just all, it was all craziness. So we got to this point where we all kind of quieted down, but we were all at home because we couldn't leave because coronavirus was everywhere. What to do? I would leave home and come back. 
My son couldn't leave the house. Everybody was quarantined. And I think that's when, you know, people really got into social media even more because that was their only way. That was the only way to communicate with the rest of the world, right? The only way was through social media. And how did that feel? It felt lonely. Were you lonely? There's a lot of people that were lonely. It was, it made you feel some type of way, right? My son couldn't go out and kick it with his friends. They were all, you know, they don't get on the phone. They don't. They didn't get on the phone. They weren't necessarily doing teams. They were just doing these texting back and forth. They might talk to each other on their video game, you know, on their video games while they're gaming and all that kind of stuff. That's mostly what they did. They'd have group chats or whatever, but not really, you know, they don't communicate the way we did, which I think to me made it even more lonely for some of them. So when it all came down to it and it was all quiet, to see someone like George Floyd, die on social media because it was going all around, all around. You couldn't help but to see it. I think that was something that changed the entire country. I know it changed people here in Milwaukee. It definitely changed me. It was so explosive. We'll talk more about the third anniversary of the death of George Floyd right after this. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Rhea, you got me there with the beats. Welcome to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I'm Bailey Coleman in for Dr. Ken who is out on assignment. Hey, don't forget if you want to get in on this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Our truth text and talk lines are open 833-212-1017, 833-212-1017. You can also stream us live on YouTube and Twitter at 101.7 The Truth. Hey, you know what? And we'll have more conversation, more conversation right now about George Floyd. Third anniversary. This is one of those times in history you know, where you say, I remember where I was at, whether you're a kid, an adult, or what have you. I remember where I was at when this happened, right? What was your life like, and how did the death of George Floyd change you? That's what I want to know from you right now. 833-212-1017, our toll-free talk and text line. I, I have to say, 
it changed me a lot. You know, not that there wasn't enough that happened in my life with Trayvon Martin, but as the mother of an African-American male, it changed. I mean, you know, that could have happened to anyone. There could have been a point where it happened to anyone at all, anyone who was black. And because our minds were so focused in and captivated on the coronavirus, which we eventually started calling COVID, right? Because our minds were so captivated and tied into that, I mean, it was a whole situation. But then to see that, and it was almost like the whole thing kept happening in slow motion over and over and over and over again because it was out there on social media. And no matter where you turned or what happened, it kept replaying over and over again, which made it even more traumatic because people were locked up in their own houses. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't do anything. What were you going through at that time? 833-212-1017. That's 833-212-1017. You can text me. You can call me. I want to hear from you. It's, I mean, it's what, it was one of those devastating points in, uh, in my life where I was just like, you know, what am I going to do? How can I, how can I protect my son, how can I, you know, what is it that I can do to protect my son so he doesn't have to go through that? You know, what is it that I can do? It just made me more and more determined to figure something out or to figure out how can I be a part of the change? How can I make a change? How can I make this different? You know, and it's hard to talk about this. I know it's hard to talk about this. I know because you feel like ain't nothing changed. Three years. We three years in. Nothing has changed or has it? I mean, there's been some progress. I mean, I think that there have been some some positive changes. Not everybody wants to admit to it. Now, I mean, you know, there's only what what, what more can we? There's only certain things that can. I mean, at least the main perpetrator of the crime was convicted and pretty much they've thrown away the key on him, right? But the question is, have you done anything or has this country really done anything to change what happened to George Floyd? I know that 
I'm going to give some credit to the Biden administration. A year ago today, President Biden stood alongside the family of George Floyd and other civil rights leader and law enforcement for to sign a historic executive order. And that executive order did a lot of things. But the problem with executive orders is what? We'll get back to that in a second. The executive order he signs bans chokeholds, restricts no-knock warrants. Uh, There's a mandate to use body-worn cameras now. Uh, It implements stronger use of force, use of force policies to provide de-escalation training for police officers to submit use of force data to the FBI's use of force data collection. It requires officers to submit officer misconduct records into a new national database. So, right, so the cops can't go from one group, you know, one city working for one city or state or whatever to another city, right? So they can't just hop around without people not knowing their record because a lot of that has been going on, right? A lot of it's been going on. Let's see. It also restricts the transfer of military equipment to local law enforcement agencies. A whole lot. It does a lot. But there's only one problem. There's only one problem with this. You would think it's all good, right? Well, it's good for now. But when President Biden leaves office, that's when all this ends. So there's no, you know, and it's it's that way with a lot, a lot of, you know, laws or things that we want to be laws. But, you know, I mean, this is an executive order. Executive orders last as long as that person is in office. So if we can reelect him, we got a whole nother four years of these restrictions, right? But what happens if he doesn't win the next election? That's a whole situation in itself, especially when you think of who could get in, right? (laughs) I mean, let's be realistic. Let's be real about it. So where do we go from here? This is all we've accomplished. At least at least the officer who killed George Floyd is under the jail. He not he I don't think he getting out at all ever. Didn't they give him life for you? He get life. He got a long time. I know he got a long time. The other officers that were involved had faced their own their own court time and their own, you know, situations. But I want to know what you think. Where were you then? Do you think we've gotten far enough now? What what do you got to say about it? 833-212-1017. That's 833-212-1017. You can talk or text on on that number. You know, it's it's a sad situation. But, I, I mean, at three years, this is when you take stock. Has we And it almost gets down to, have we, as African Americans, made any headway in that area? 
I mean, do you do you feel pre-pandemic versus now? Do you feel any better about it? I mean, before it happened, I felt a certain type of way. Now, after the fact and after after people have gone to jail, after he has passed, it's just, it's, it's kind of devastating, you know what I mean? It's really only 20 years? Wow. Only 20 years, and I think they might have caught him on tax fraud as well. Wow. 20 years, that's it. But I think he'll still be an old man when he gets out. What do you think? He'll still be old. Most of the best years he'll have missed. But then you got to go, is that a life for a life? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. When we come back, we're going to talk about this whole thing. You should be outraged. I am most of the time. (laughs) I don't know. We have to check into it. It's called back billing. And it's something that's been going on recently with We Energies. I'm going to talk about that when we come back. Again, the uh, truth. Talk and text line 833-212-1017. Heard a lot about this. Back billing ain't. Ooh. We'll talk more when we come back. You're on 1017 The Truth. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yeah. You know what? I like the players. No dickity, no doubt. Play on, play it. Play on, play it. Drop the verse. It's going down, face of Black Street. The homies got at me, collab creations. All right, we don't want to set it off up in here. (laughs) Welcome to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I'm Bailey Coleman in for Dr. Ken, who's out on assignment. Okay, so look. Have you heard of this thing? It's called back billing. Have you heard of it? So I guess, you know, there are companies that are doing it, such as, for example, We Energies. Now, don't get me wrong. I love We Energies, but guess what? This kind of rough. So something's wrong say for example there have been instances where some customers there were things wrong with their meters and they agreed that you know there's some by the way don't we don't look me up i don't need you messing with my my meters outside my house but okay so something's wrong 
with the meter outside your house, you agree, hey, you know, something's been going on, I don't know. And they look back and they go, yeah. Hey, you know, something is wrong with the meter. We got to come out and look at it. Okay. They come out and look at it and realize, yo, you know what? This is bad because you know what? Something's been wrong with this meter for six months and we ain't been billing you right. And you're like, what? Hold on, hold on. No, maybe we was wrong about that. (laughs) I don't know about that, right? Your bill ends up being $3,500. That's $3,500. Or is your bill actually... $6,000, any way it goes, any way it cuts, the cut is deep. And that's money you may not even have. Some people have it, but a lot of people don't have it. So whose fault is it? I mean, I feel like it's their fault. I feel like they should take the L. I feel like they should take the L. I mean, let's be real. It's not your fault that their meter was messed up. Why should you have to go back? That's their part. That's not your part. I could see if you had went out there and tinkered with their meter. I could see that. I could see if you had went out there, tinkered with their meter, messed it up, and that was the problem, right? Then, okay, your fault. But not so much, though. Wait a minute. <laughs> they, they have to come out and set up their meter. It's their meter, right? They have to come out and set up their meter. You can't help it if they didn't set up their meter, right? It's not your fault. But then they want to punish you. Now, if you had been paying what it was that whole time, it would have been no problem. But you messed up, not me. Why in the world should I have? This is when I get outraged. I ain't going to lie to you. This is when I get outraged. And and you know what? This happens with other companies. It's not It's not just them. It's, it's, it happens. It's happened to me before. Then I lose it because I'm like, it's not my fault. I was a paying, contributing customer. It's just like, hey, one of the cable companies, that's what it happened with me. They cable was out for a week. Now, do you think I should have to pay for that cable for that week? I don't think so either. I couldn't even what? They couldn't even get nobody to my house. They couldn't even get anybody there. For a week. And it wasn't my fault. That's they stuff. I'm trying to, if I had the service that week, I would have paid for it for that week. I would have had no problem. See, and then look, Sherman said, Bailey, why is the meter always wrong 
and in their favor. Now, look, that's his response. What's yours? Hit us up on that toll-free text or talk line, 833-212-1017. I'm about my money. I just want to know why. See, it's one thing if the meter is off by a couple hundred or maybe like a couple of bills, but if the meter is going to be off and it's a couple grand that I have to pay for your mistake, that's right. when you got to change something. Exactly. Exactly. Why should I have to pay all of that when it was you that made a mistake? I feel like you need to take the L. You need to take the loss because it's not my fault. You shouldn't be able to do it. That's how I feel. You feel like they should be able to do it. I feel like they should not be able to do it. And they said later in that article that if they hit a certain amount, a certain dollar amount that's lower than that cost, they're okay to fine you. Which I'm like, is $6,000 not, that's a high amount. I'm thinking the cap should be a grand, if that, if I've been paying on time. I don't know. Exactly. If I'm paying on time, I'm doing my part. Uh, You know what? Um, Chloe asked me, did I get credit for the service being out uh, on my cable? Yes, I did. After I called and laid it out. (laughs) But why should I have to do that? And I didn't get, let me just say this. I didn't get the full credit. But I figured it was close to half, so I'm going to let it go. But it wasn't my fault at all. You know what? Let me just tell you right quick. So someone that worked for that company went and took my little cable plug and plugged it into my neighbor's plug who was just getting new service. So took mine out. Instead of going in and creating a whole new one. And I only knew that because their other engineer came back and told me. And I was outraged because I was out without cable for a whole week. That means no MSNBC. And you know, look, Rhea, you know how I am, right? That meant no MSNBC. I was trying to hold it down for the people. I need to know what's going on. <laughs> there was none of that. And for a whole week. For a whole week, I was mad. They couldn't get nobody out there. It was during the holidays, yeah. I don't care, though. I felt like it wasn't my fault. And it wasn't my fault that you couldn't get nobody out there the next day either. I ain't got nothing to do with that. This is all yours. So, you know, back billing, I mean, I was just, I was floored. But I sure did. I call, Chloe, girl, you know, you got to know. I went out there and I did what I needed to do. I did what I needed to do. But when it comes to like, if it's $3,500, cause that was only like what, maybe, you know, that was not, my value was not the value. Some people getting up with this, <laughs> uh, with this whole other situation. This other situation, that's $3,500, $3,500. Or the other the other person was $6,000. I was like, too much, too much going on. Too much. Well, can you imagine? 
I mean, my eyes would have been like lasered holes in the computer. What? $3,000? Who has that? Why would I pay that? Oh, don't let him come see. I'd be like, your your meter was off? Sorry, nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. My my electricity bill is enough. We don't need the back bill. We don't need it. Your meter was right. <laughs> Leave it alone. Text me, hit me up, 833-212-1017. That's 833-212-1017. Remember, you can stream us live on YouTube and Twitter at 101.7 the truth. Yes, yes, yes. All right, look. I know that story was pretty outrageous, but when we come back, we will have more conversation on the other side. This is The Truth with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. the truth street team this saturday may 27th at the annual hill the hood block party and resource fair that's gonna be fun tomorrow hill the hood mke has developed a unique approach to building community collaborations with the goal of creating more peaceful milwaukee the truth is proud to be there supporting the community and handing out truth merch to all in attendance. So again, join us tomorrow at noon at the corner of 8th and Burleigh as we celebrate the annual Heal the Hood Block Party. The 101.7 The Truth Street Team is sponsored by UW Credit Union here for you for every year. All right. Look, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh, You got to have heard about this. It's been all over the place. American Family, American Family Field needs more financing. For the brewers. And you know what? I think we should support it. What do you think, Rhea? I think we should support it too, definitely. 
I mean, we supported it the last time, right? That's how that's how they that's how they built the new park, the new ballpark down there. What was it called? Oh, it was called uh, Miller Park before, right? And before that, it was County Stadium. And when it was County Stadium, the Packers played there as well. But now the it's the home of the Milwaukee Brewers. I got to tell you, I don't see why not. I mean, I think that if we do not support it, it makes Milwaukee a smaller city. I think it makes Milwaukee a smaller city should we not support the Brewers. I mean, what if they leave? I want to tell you, I'm from a city where one of the pro teams left, middle of the night. Remember the Seattle Supersonics? Remember them? What are they now? I don't know. There's the, they left there, and I think they went to Sacramento or something. I don't know where they went. Poof, in the middle of the night. And now, I want to be honest with you, the city kind of never recovered from that. They're all into soccer now. They're definitely, definitely down with the Mariners. But, you know, the city kind of never recovered from that. And there's a big hole there, so they're looking to steal somebody's team. And it ain't a baseball team. They're, they're looking for another basketball team, another NBA team. Pro team, it, it just leaves the city out there when you don't support, when you don't support the, the franchises that you have. I mean, think about it. Milwaukee has basketball and baseball. And, you know, I mean, we kind of just count the Packers as being here, too, even though they don't play here anymore. So, I mean, it's a whole situation. And that's how they built American Family Field anyway, by a small tax that they put on luxury items or whatever it was. It was a tax we didn't even notice, right? Who paid attention to it? I didn't. And American Family Field, believe it or not, it needs repairs. And I think they're still taking that tax money out. I don't know for sure, but I think they are. American Family Field needs required repairs. And the County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously um, using tax money to fund the MLB commissioner said was required that American family insurance, uh, I mean, American family field repairs and renovates itself. The Milwaukee Brewers currently lease the ballpark and that expires in 2030. So we could be looking at the Brewers packing up and leaving. So then what you going to do, those that are saying no, that we can't use 
you know, a small tax or whatever that we've been using for years to fund it, you know, to fund the building of it. So we we can't. What are we going to do with the building sitting there? Somebody got some ideas? We, I mean, if it's not, you know, if the repairs aren't made, what's going to happen? You think the Packers going to come up here and play? They ain't even got time for you. They doing their thing in Green Bay. Let me see here. C-Note said the city of Milwaukee is facing a cliff and the Brewers want a tax to shrugs. Hmm. What do you think? You think we should do it? Kyle, what do you think? You think we should fund this? We should go. Don't just sit there and nod your head. <laughs> yeah, no. Are we talking about the Milwaukee Brewers? Yeah. Uh, the stadium? Yeah. Should we fund the stadium? Yes. Should we fund something that has not only baseball, but concerts and attracts a lot of people from across the state to come to Milwaukee and spend money and generate revenue? Yes. Yeah, we should definitely keep that. We got to protect the things that attract people like our sporting events. So it's well worth it. Well, what about all these people on the council and everything saying that, no, we ain't. They're they're not the brightest because then what happens is they realize that baseball is not playing around. Go ask Oakland who's about to lose their baseball team to Las Vegas, and then they're going to be crying that we didn't have it. We went through this with the Milwaukee Bucks, and now look at the Bucks. So we need to stop playing around and understand that sports generates revenue for not only the city but the county as well. So this is a yes for me. And see, 2030 is not far away. They'd be up and out before then. They could absolutely be up and out before then. You know, it's just like, you know, when when I lived in Seattle and the Sonics left, that was like a whole situation. And still in Seattle, they still want to have a basketball team. Are you talking about this has been 15 years now? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And so the the economy, what the impact that it had, they, they did reports on that. And they say sports teams sometimes don't impact as much. But it's nice to have that. Being a city that has a sports team makes you a bigger city. It makes you on a grand scale, scale of things. Think about if the Bucks left Milwaukee and Giannis was in Seattle winning these championships, right. we wouldn't have had the world looking at us. Do exactly. we get the DNC? Do we get the RNC? There's so many things that happens when you have a big sports team like the Bucks and the Brewers here. It puts you on a national stage, especially when your team does well. Exactly. Meanwhile, in Seattle, they all sad and stuff, trying to shout out soccer teams and hockey teams. and all. It just ain't the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it is not. It is crazy. It is so crazy. People all, you know what? And then what happens to uh, American Family Field? It sits there empty. Who going to use it? Who going to open up the, uh, what is that? What is that? It's not the college trial. Who opens up the inside? <laughs> <laughs> Who opens it up and makes it home? Who, who, I mean, nobody will be using it. They've had a ton of concerts there. They're mostly country, you know, but personally, I think Drake should be there, but he's not, he's doing, you know, another spot. But what, I mean, what kind of income is that doing for the city? We'll talk more about it.
Now, don't forget to catch us. You can stream us live on YouTube and Twitter at 1017 The Truth. More on the other side of the break.